In episode 192, I explained my rationale for suggesting that our word of the year for this year should be read. R-E-A-D, read. If you missed that episode, go to johnsertalic.com slash 192. Reading about relationships is a simple way to enjoy better relationships in 2023. For example, in today's show, I share an article I read recently that I found quite freeing when it comes to dealing with a delicate relationship issue. It's a relationship concept I read about that I'm sure you will find helpful too. But before we get into all this, here's a word from Carol. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Thank you, Carol. As with every episode, our purpose today is to help you find more joy in the relationships God designed for you. If you're new to the podcast, you can access all past and future shows by going to johnsertalic.com. That's John with an H and Sertalic with a C-E-R-T-A-L-I-C dot com. Add your name and email, then click on the follow or subscribe button near the top of the page. Before I share the article I read about the sensitive relationship issue I mentioned earlier, I want to remind you of how we left off with last week's episode, number 197, entitled, We Don't Know What We Don't Know. This is the one where a listener that I called Emily wrote in to say that she doesn't have any close friends, doesn't understand how relationships work, and feels overwhelmed by them. I asked you for suggestions on what you would say to her, so I'd appreciate your thoughts on this matter, and so would Emily. You can send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org, or you can leave them in the comment box at the bottom of the show notes. But I will need them soon. If you missed that particular episode, you can find it at johnsertalic.com slash 197. And I'll have a link to it below in the show notes. All right, on to this relationship article I've been referring to. It recently appeared in the Wall Street Journal, much of which I am quoting here. It's entitled, Simple Condolences Are Underrated. The writer begins, Both my parents died in the past few months, leaving me an orphan in midlife. As I am an only child, they took with them the remembered archives of their marriage and my girlhood. The loss is tremendous. The language to market isn't. I'm so sorry, people say. You are in my thoughts, or for short, my condolences. I used to think that simple statements like these which seem like platitudes, show a lack of sensitivity and imagination. I thought that sympathy needed to be buffered through personalized language that reflected the character of the dead person 
and anticipated the state of mind of the survivor. In years gone by, I spent ages at my desk, straining to come up with something fresh to say to a grieving friend, and once or twice felt so inadequate to the task that I didn't say anything. How I regret that now. Until my parents died, I had no idea how welcome simplicity can be. A statement such as, our hearts are with you, doesn't feel canned when your heart is aching. It feels like consolation. Traditional condolences convey that the thing that's happened is so profound that novelty is beyond the point. In their accessibility, the standard phrases acknowledge the universality of loss. And given their formulaic nature, they make possible a simple and painless response. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I've said countless times these past weeks. And you know what? I've meant it every time. I really appreciated the expression of fellow feelings. I really have appreciated people's use of compassion shorthand that lets them off having to say something original and lets me off having to talk about how I'm feeling or go into detail about how it all came about. My parents were unique and irreplaceable. That these two people should leave the world before their daughter is as common as winter snow in mid-coast Maine where they lived. It has taken many generations to refine the words of bereavement to an elegant sufficiency. I now understand that there's no need to come up with a custom-designed remark when someone dies. What sounds like a platitude will do nicely. Isn't that great? I just love the writing, and I love the thoughts. And it's written by a writer by the name of Megan Cox Gurdon, who happens to be the author of The Enchanted Hour, The Marvelous Power of Reading Aloud in the Age of Distraction. Wow, that alone sounds like an interesting book. I'm going to have to look into that a little bit. So here's what I've learned from what I've read just recently. It's this. I don't need to be creative or profound when greeting a person who has lost someone they loved. This sure takes the pressure off me. And I hope it does for you, too. What a freeing truth I learned from reading this article that helps me to have better relationships in 2023. And it all came from something I read. Hmm. So, what, what does all of this mean for you? If you want better relationships in 2023, or any year for that matter, what are you reading these days to help yourself in this area? It's easy to complain about the state of some of our relationships, but they can improve if we make an effort to read how to do it. 
for we can learn from the experiences of others who write about what works in their relationships and what doesn't. The I'm sorry for your loss article is one small example. There are even better ones found in the Bible. Romans 12 in the New Testament and the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament are just jam-packed with relationship wisdom that we can put into practice today if we read about it. I've done past episodes about these two sources that can help you achieve better relationships in 2023 and in the years that follow. I'll have links to them in the show notes below. Now, if, if you forget everything else from today's episode, here's the one thing I really hope you remember. You will enjoy better relationships in 2023 when you read how to develop and nurture them from wise authors who know what they're talking about. While there's a lot of questionable relationship advice floating around out there, there is much relational wisdom available to all of us if we look in the right places. And the Bible is one such place. In closing, I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to read something that will help you achieve better relationships in 2023. Lastly, I mentioned in last week's episode that Season 7 would be ending with Episode 200 in just two weeks. I'll then be taking a break from podcasting for a time to work on a few projects to better serve you. I'll still be writing about relationships from time to time, and I'd like to keep you in the know. If you're on my email list, I'll send you articles like I just read that I come across from time to time that I think you would find interesting and helpful in nurturing your relationships. But if you're not getting my Wednesday email, you're not on my email list. To get there is quite simple. Just go to johnsertalic.com slash follow. Well, that's it for today. If there's someone in your life you think might like to hear what you've just heard, please forward this episode on to them. Scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and click on one of the options in the yellow share this bar. And don't, don't forget to spread a little relational sunshine around the people you meet this week. Spark some joy for them. And I'll see you again next time for episode 199, just two left before season seven closes down. But for now, goodbye and I'll see you next time.